Food Monsters, my name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. This week we're doing something a bit different and we're looking into a folklore legend rather than a physical entity. Yes, we are looking at the terrifying myth of Bloody Mary from not only kind of English folklore but also US and European folklore. Just as a pre-warning to this episode, if you're freaked out by ghost stories, I would say maybe give this one a miss. Not that I would usually advertise skipping a podcast episode, or maybe skip the first five minutes. It freaked me out whilst recording and researching this, to be honest. And my big recommendation, just in case you were getting ready whilst listening to this, I would advise not looking into any mirrors for the running time, just in case I accidentally do something, and I refuse to take responsibility for that. You would be the dumb one, I warned you. Also, I have a very sore throat. I am very sorry for my groveliness today. Now, most people about my age at least have heard of this horrible game that you can play on each other at sleepovers. Bloody Mary is a figure, the monster in this case, that appears in a mirror as a ghostly spirit when you chant her name. It's debated as to what this monster looks like as her appearance and character are based on two different historical figures depending on where you're from. However, there are reports that she's covered in blood, demonic looking with blacked out eyes, and generally looking like she belongs in a Japanese horror movie. She can either be completely chill, or she can do some horrible things to you. So how do you summon this ghoulish demon lady? Pre-warning now, if you'd rather not hear this bit, just in case you're a bit spooked by just knowing these things, skip to about two minutes in the future. The best way, weird to say best way to summon her, but you know what I mean, You would preferably go into a bathroom and look into the mirror with the lights off and the room completely black, then say Bloody Mary 13 times. As you chant, your voice should get louder and louder into a near scream. While you are chanting, you should be kind of spinning around and taking a glimpse in the mirror every time you pass. At the 13th mention, she should appear. Then, she'll scratch your face off and kill you. Simple. Why would you want to do this? I don't know. Do not blame me for the consequences if you decide to do so. You were warned. I'm not taking any responsibility if you tweet me completely faceless in a week with legal papers. I ain't signing anything. Other consequences of this are that the mirror or the taps, or faucets in American, drip with blood, the victim is pulled through the mirror, the victim is driven mad, the victim is haunted for the rest of their life, or their hair turns white, or they'll just disappear forever. The ritual has to be 100% correct or she will not appear. Some of the research I did shows that you need to have a single candle illuminate in the bathroom. One is that you need one either side of the mirror. Another says that the victim needs to be a volunteer or that they're selected by others to summon her. And lastly, and most frequently, depending on the variation of Bloody Mary you call, you would need to say her name a varying amount of times. I guess if you wanted to do it, you would just say something until something turns up, I suppose. Speaking of variations, there are a million variations of this monster, such as Bloody Mary, Bloody Bones, Hell Mary, Mary Worth, Black Agnes, Mary Lou, Sally, etc. Just a whole bunch of middle-aged white lady names, basically, and all do the same thing. I believe that Bloody Mary, Black Agnes and Hell Mary are more 
UK based, whilst Mary Worth, Mary Lou and Sally are definitely more US. Most of these rituals are summoned using the Bloody Mary chant, I believe in Bloody Mary or I killed your baby Bloody Mary, do with that what you will. I'm nervous for just saying that a few times. This folklore legend has been traced back to the 1970s, but there is a belief that it's been going on for much, much longer than this. The origin of the myth came from at least the 1800s, where women were encouraged to do a similar ritual to show them their future husbands, because obviously that's all women want to see and care about. I would much rather see a very large piece of chocolate cake and a litre cup of tea, but whatever floats your boat, love. This ritual would include walking up a flight of stairs backwards whilst holding a candle and a hand mirror in a dark house. There was a chance they would see their future husband, but there was also a chance they would see a skull appear. This meant that the woman was destined to die before she would marry. This would scare the daylights out of the women involved, as it meant their use in this world of industrially emerging England was pretty much nil. Over the years, this developed into the Bloody Mary ritual and has actually got a few mirroring folklore tales in the eastern world too with the Hanako-san in Japan for example which we'll do in another podcast episode because it's scarier and there's a lot more info you should know the drill by now surely there's no etymology this week because duh her name means what it means however there's a lot of history behind the women that this figure is based on the first one is that of the actual Bloody Mary, or Mary Tudor, first of England. She was the daughter of Catherine of Aragon and King Henry VIII. Yes, that Henry. Catherine of Aragon raised Mary to be fiercely Catholic in opposition to her father's newfound Protestant religion in the Church of England. And following the death of Henry and her younger brother Edward VI, she was next in line to the English throne before her younger sister Elizabeth. Bear in mind this was about 1553. She had struggled immensely growing up with probably what we call endometriosis now, but horrific menstrual pains basically. She also had many phantom pregnancies with her husband, Philip of Spain, which is pretty horrific too. She's actually one of the most well-known examples of phantom pregnancies. During this time, she switched England back to Catholicism and hundreds and hundreds of Protestants were murdered for the sake of just being Protestant, which gave her her infamous name. She actually ended up dying of suspected ovarian cancer and is why the myth in the mirror is linked to her killing a baby, as that's kind of all she ever wanted. After her death, Elizabeth I of England, daughter of Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII, took the throne and England entered possibly the most powerful age that we have ever had historically until Queen Victoria in 1837. The other most well-known woman in this myth is Elizabeth Bathory, You might recognise this woman's name for being the inspiration for literally every blood-based myth monster we will ever cover. She's apparently one of the main inspirations behind Dracula, so there's that too. Elizabeth was one of the most prolific serial killers in history, and is the most prolific female serial killer in history, with a suspected body count of over 200 women. She was a countess from Hungary living in a lavish castle, but believed the blood of virgins would keep her youthful. Therefore, she summoned numerous girls from local villages to have them tortured, bled and killed for her to bathe in to retain her looks and youth. However, this last bit was never proven, so in itself is a folklore tale. 
She was caught in 1610 and imprisoned in a castle in Slovakia until her death in 1614. She had horrific epilepsy due to her parents' inbreeding and some believe she was actually trying to figure out a cure for this through the blood, then realised she quite enjoyed the killing of them. She's very often linked to Satanism and witchcraft, which is why she's kind of associated with this myth. Sometimes, or in the modern world with Bloody Mary, it's modernised to be a woman who died in a car crash or died in childbirth and wants her child back, but these two are the most significant links to who this apparition claims to be. So why do kids still try to summon Bloody Mary when they know the possible consequences of it? There's actually a really cool couple of theories behind this. The first one is apparently the ages between 9 and 12 are labelled the Robinson age by psychologists. This is the period where children need to satisfy a craving for excitement by doing ritual games and playing in the dark. They are in some way looking for a safe way to be in danger, if that makes any sense, trying things in a safe space. Another one from folklorist Alan Dundies suggests that the story is kind of an initiation ritual into womanhood. He has said that the Bloody Mary legend revolves around blood suddenly appearing and that the ritual typically takes place in a bathroom with girls who are right on the edge of puberty. So it can link quite nicely into the start of menstruation and the start of periods. So how fun, what a lovely, lovely thought. Apparently there have been studies into how our brains work with mirrors, now this is interesting. Apparently if you stare into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a while, it makes you hallucinate. Your facial features will start to look like they're melting, you can see animal and ghostly faces too. It's called the strange face illusion and basically the brain gets so confused that it starts to doubt its own facial recognition system. Think of it as you've accidentally smudged your iPhone camera before doing your facial recognition to turn it on. That's what your brain is trying to interpret. But basically, we are pre-programmed to get frightened when we do this for too long. So realistically, just the idea of Bloody Mary whilst looking in a mirror can make you see her, but it's just your brain getting scrambled. On to cultural significance for art, there is a wonderful painting from the 20th century of a woman doing the show me my future hubby trick. It's actually taken from a Halloween greetings card and I really love it. I'm going to post it on the Twitter as there's no artist or name attached to this piece. Now I know what all the adults are thinking listening to this too. Yes, there is a cocktail called Bloody Mary. No, it's not based on the folklore tale, but the queen herself. However, we'll work through this. It's apparently a banging hangover cure, even though it has vodka in it. The colour of the tomato juice makes it look gross, but is meant to allude to it being blood. And it's served with a big stalk of celery. It's not my thing, but you go for it. For movies, we actually have a few. She appeared in Urban Legend, Paranormal Activity 3, Bloody Mary, Dead Mary, and The Legend of Bloody Mary. Also, the myth goes on in other forms of films like Candyman, Constantine, and Haunted Mansion, for example, where there are scary figures summoned from or sealed within mirrors. There are actually a few TV shows too. She was famously in X-Files, a massive character in the first season of Supernatural, Charmed, Ghost Whisperers, and The Haunting Hour. Again, a similar summoning ritual is that of the Piggy Piggy in American Horror Story. I believe that's in the first season, Murder House. 
For video games, she appears in Terradrome 2, Terranigma, and Identity 5, but my most favourite is Telltale Games' The Wolf Among Us, which has Bloody Mary as one of the main antagonists towards the end of the game. She's pretty scary in this, with massive symbols carved into her and glass sticking out of her at every angle. I spoke about this game in the Jersey Devil episode 2, and honestly, if you like story-based games, go get it. Apparently season 2 is coming, even though Telltale shut down a few years ago. My book recommendation of this week is The First Queen of England, The Myth of Bloody Mary by Linda Porter. This is a really cool book if you're into history like me, and you can read all about the Queen that has the bloodiest history in England. It goes into the myth of Bloody Mary, and also as her as a person, so it's a really good read. And if you fancy more of a scare, give The Woman in Black a read. It's slightly related. Or better still, go see it in a theatre. I managed to watch it and I'm the biggest scaredy cat going. I did cry though, just saying. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Now, I'm biased with this one because it is something that I grew up very much believing in. And honestly, before I researched this episode, I would have full on said that yes, I believe this one exists and absolutely refuse to say this in a mirror to find out. However, following what I learned about the brain in the last bit of the podcast, that really makes sense to me. And I love the idea that creepypasta exists and scary videos on YouTube so that kids can get that bit of adrenaline in a safe environment as long as that content is explored in a safe way. Not done as a prank or to mentally vulnerable kids, which I'll be honest happened to me and then gave me horrific fear of anything scary throughout my entire life. I do actually begrudge the way I was introduced to horror and I wish I could redo that part of my life so I could safely be shown things that give me an endorphin rush now, but still cause me to have nightmares for four months. Now, the odds are that most people who do these rituals will not see anything like Bloody Mary, but this is probably due to their own cowardice. But you might see your face starting to drip or some weird hallucination. So remember, while this is kind of proven that the mirror trick doesn't happen, the research into it did show that our brains are bloody weird and we do naturally want to scare ourselves. I can tell you that after finishing writing and recording this episode, I got significantly freaked out and refused to look in mirrors for the rest of the day. I've been looking forward to this one massively as I grew up with this from my childhood. It's always something I feared and to this day I still have not said Bloody Mary in front of a mirror just out of pure fear of something terrible happening. But this is a really fun one to research with the meaning behind it and I learned about Queen Mary during primary school so it was nice to revisit. Next week, we're popping back over to Greece to look at the fearsome sea sisters, Scylla and Charybdis from Greek mythology. Come get stuck between a rock and a hard place with me next Thursday. Hopefully my voice will have recovered by then. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk. So come join the fun, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. Bye.